should your restaurant offer breakfast? That's a question I got from Jackie, where she was asking me if she was curious, my thoughts on if it's a good idea to add breakfast to their offerings. They offer lunch and dinner. They're wondering if they should add breakfast. You know, they're paying the same rent. Um, and their people arrive around 9.30 a.m. And so if they were to add breakfast, you know, how, how to make it cost effective and not only that, how to make it successful. So if this is a question you've been wondering as well, if you should add breakfast today, we're answering that. If you've been wanting to ask me a question about marketing or restaurant overall, I'd be happy to answer them. Be sure to, to go to our website, www.makingdoshow.com. Scroll all the way down on the main page. There is a section where you can submit your question and I'll be happy to cover it in a future episode. So Jackie, I'm not going to answer that question because I'm not in your operations. However, I'm going to give you some tips and factors and variables to consider um, as to your operations where you're located and all the things that you need to consider before making this decision. Sadly, in business, particularly in the restaurant business, nothing is black and white. I so wish it was. In fact, everything is gray. You know what I mean? Everything is custom to a lot of different factors that is involved. And in fact, today I'm going to go over three phases that you need to consider and go through and, and factors that you need to consider before knowing that if it is a good idea indeed to add breakfast and if so again how to make it a success this is making dough show my name is hangum and i'm matt we are obsessed with helping you own a profitable restaurant that doesn't own you if this is your first time here please consider subscribing so that you don't miss a show Phase number one is the logistics phase. You first need to assess if logistically you, your operations, your people, you can handle adding breakfast. As part of the logistics, the first thing that you need to consider is any equipment. I don't know what kind of a restaurant you guys have, but obviously depending on what you're choosing to serve in terms of breakfast, you need to consider if you need to purchase some equipment. Hypothetically, you want to add waffles or pancakes, you know, or you know what I mean? Do you have the stove capacity? Uh, how many burners do you have on your stove to be able to handle, uh, for instance, a lot of eggs or, I mean, again, at omelets, I don't know what you're planning on serving. So what kind of equipment are you going to need for what you have in mind? As well, do you have the storage um, in your walk-in fridge, in your dry, in your dry area? You know, do you have the storage if you are um, planning on, again, serving omelets? And again, always want to add a to-go version of it, right? Maybe you need to also purchase to-go boxes or something like that specifically to what you're planning on offering or grease paper or wrapping paper. If it's a burrito, again, I don't know really, but do you have the storage to handle adding breakfast? The next thing you need to consider when it comes to logistics is your staffing. Obviously, you know that, right? Do you have, of the people you have right now on the shift, are there folks who want more hours and they're willing to get up and be at the, the, the restaurant at, say, 6 a.m. cheerfully, right? Are they willing to do that? Do you have people ask your staff and figure out who's willing to do that? Another thing you need to consider is usually average ticket for breakfast tends to be lower than lunch and dinner. And obviously, as a result of that, it the tip can be is a percentage of the ticket, right? So they may not be making as much tips. So Again, look to see if you currently have staff for that. If you don't have the staffing, you need to consider hiring staff to be able to handle, um, again, adding a breakfast shift. 
Another very important thing, always when you're going to add any offerings to your restaurant, whether it's a menu, equipment, you're thinking about purchasing a new equipment or anything, or adding, say, breakfast, where it's, you're going to be required to add more people to your schedule, you need to know your break-even point. So let's talk about it. So for instance, for easy math, imagine currently your people arrive at 10 a.m. to the restaurant. Your staff arrives at 10 a.m. Now, you are going to need five staff members uh, to come at 6 a.m. Again, I'm just doing hypothetical math here. So if you're going to need five people that are going to come at 6 a.m., 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, that's four hours of payroll extra, right? Four hours, five people, that's 20 hours of payroll. Now, if I were to do an easy math, again, if it's $10 per hour, what you're paying your people, again, stick with me for the easy math, that's 20 hours of payroll times 10, that's $200 break even on a daily uh, basis. Daily, you're gonna have 20 hours of payroll added, which is about $200. Then you need to think about, okay, what is the average labor we want to shoot for? So, for instance, if you are planning on your labor to be usually 25% or 30%, I don't know what you shoot for, you need to figure out, okay, if my labor cost is going to be $200, what should my gross sales be? So the labor percentage is within range. So for our easy math, for $200 worth of payroll, if we were associate 25% is what we're going with with our labor percentage, then the sales per day for your breakfast needs to be around $800. I hope the math makes sense. If not, uh, send me a quick email. I'd be happy to go more in depth into that. But that's a quick math you need to do in order to know what is the break even on a daily basis that you need to hit. Again, I'm not going with, I want it to be profitable, right? That's why I'm saying 25% um, of that is going to be labor. But anyway, so from $800 is what you're like, okay, between 6 a.m. that we're going to open hypothetically till 11 a.m., I need to hit $800 worth of sales. And if I were to do that, if my average dish is, I'm making stuff up again, $10, how many customers per day am I going to need? And that's going to lead to you as well doing the math of for your marketing, what kind of marketing you need to put in place to be able to bring in that many people on a daily basis. Again, is the break-even point an ideal point? So to me, those numbers tell me a lot of stories that I need to hit $800 per day for breakfast. And then you can see, well, is that even possible or that's not even possible? When you do the math, it makes it real. So we're not just guessing, right? We're doing the math and you can't guess much in business and expect good results. So we need to do the math. Another logistics to consider is timing. Timing is everything, obviously, all day long. And, you know, I hammer that on the show all the time. Speed is incredibly important. Speed of tickets or speed of your service, right? There is a multi-billion dollar industry of fast food that have simply cashed into this concept of being fast. So what is your current reputation in town um, for your lunch and dinner? If people expect you to be slow because you have that reputation in town, it's going to be hard to get them in for breakfast. And here is why. A lot of the morning customers you're gonna get, um, especially during the week, are on their way to work or on their way to school. They won't have as much time. And in fact, you need to set a standard of what's going to be the time. You know, you want folks to be in and out within eight to 10 minutes. Or, I mean, again, depending on what it is you wanna do, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, their breakfast, they're shooting for, 
120 seconds, right? In two minutes, they want people in and out. And that's why they're incredibly successful for their breakfast. Now you need to figure out what you're going to be. Are you going to be like a Denny's? It's a sit down and people wait for their food. That's going to be different than if it's a quick breakfast. So the timing is incredibly important and you need to be thinking about, you know, what kind of a restaurant you're going to be, as I mentioned, and how long it's going to be your ticket times, your standards. Another thing that you could add logistically, hopefully you already have, is free Wi-Fi. You need to know that a lot of folks, including myself, I go to coffee shops, I go to restaurants for breakfasts all the time, and I get work done. I work on my computer all the time. And it is important to have Wi-Fi. Why am I saying that? Because sadly, I go to many restaurants that don't have Wi-Fi. If you are thinking about adding breakfast, you need to make sure you indeed also offer free Wi-Fi. So this, these were about five points that I covered when it comes to logistics. If you don't have the logistics in place, if you are not going to have the equipment or the space to handle the equipment or the storage, if you're not going to have the people and the staffing or all the logistics that I covered, then there's nothing to work with, right? So that's the first phase of logistics. Please get that done. And then once you realize, you know what? I think we can handle all of that. I think we can hit the break even point. And not only that, probably we can be profitable doing this considering the traffic and all the different stuff then it's going to be we're going to do our second phase and that is our research phase this is the phase that again we're going to study and as a good researcher you're not going to go into it with preconceived notion a lot of times i find ourselves doing that we've made a lot of mistakes in our business uh, in our restaurants when i'm already in love with the idea and i'm blinded you know what i mean like an opportunity comes up you're like that's a great opportunity and we've either not done the math properly or when in the research phase i'm already biased so don't be biased when you do a research you and I are not politicians and that's not how we get paid. So we cannot be biased. So when you go through this research phase, be mindful of that. The first thing is you're going to look in the three to five mile radius of your restaurant. What are the restaurants that are currently serving breakfast? Is there a coffee shop near your restaurant where you see in the morning there is a lot of traffic? Maybe people are even standing in line trying to get coffee, just like airports. There's always line out the door. But see if there are any local coffee shops nearby that in the morning they're very busy. And how are you going to know that? By going there in the morning, purchasing a cup of coffee and sitting in the dining room and staring at the staff, at the customers, at their operations, check their ticket times So this customer came in, how long before they left, you know, look, look at the body language of the customers. What is the age demographic? Are there a lot of college students? Are you seeing a lot of professionals, you know, wearing suits and um, a lot of workers that are grabbing a cup of coffee on their way? Or are there a lot of moms who are gathering there? The demographic is going to give you a lot of ideas to what it is that people want. So you may see that, oh, the sit down breakfast restaurant is not that busy throughout the week, but it is very busy during the weekend or like you're, do you know what I mean? You have to assess and study the demographics in your three to five mile radius of your restaurant, particularly for breakfast, which is what we're talking about. Another thing you want to look for is their price range. You're like coffee shop number one, their coffee price averages this, right? You're writing all this stuff down, ideally in a spreadsheet. So you can kind of later get it, make a good decision, right? So are there average tickets, you know, is it eight, nine dollars? Is it four dollars? You know, what is it? Just write down all the variety of prices that you're seeing so you can come up with an average. And that's going to give you a lot of ideas to, again, if you want to meet that eight hundred dollars, what's going to be your average ticket? And that's going to determine what you're going to offer. 
So last but not least, the purpose of the research phase is for you to, to do a thorough SWOT analysis of this problem. SWOT analysis, we talk about it all day long here uh, and make you don't show, and that is to see the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats when it comes to breakfast offerings in three to five mile radius of your restaurant. This episode is sponsored by Making Dough Agency. We can help you grow your sales through text message marketing for less than $10 a day. Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, Burger King, Cold Stone, Macaroni Grill, Subway, and Taco Bell, they all use text message marketing in 2019. So if you've ever thought about maybe trying text message marketing, but you never got around to trying it, we can help. If you have any questions or would like to try it for free, go to our website, makingdoshow.com, scroll all the way down and fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you within 24 hours to help you make some dough. Where is the gap? Why your community needs another breakfast option or a breakfast place? Why should folks come to your restaurant for breakfast? They already maybe have a go-to place uh, for their breakfast or for their morning coffee, right? Maybe they go to Starbucks every single day or to McDonald's. They have great coffee. Um, McDonald's breakfast uh, brings a lot of revenue for them. They already have that go-to place. Why should they come to your restaurant? If you cannot give a clear answer to these questions, then you have work to do, friend, before you go and invest and get the staff or the equipment or promote this breakfast offering that may flop. So we need to be, have this clarity as to why we are better or we are able to serve this particular demographic. Maybe you're like, well, they're all like are very fast for targeting a lot of workers and things like that. And I want to target moms. There's a lot of moms who homeschool their kids. Maybe you're a family friendly environment. You have a little play area or I don't know. You can be that, you know, so you need to identify the gap. The third phase, and obviously my favorite phase, is the marketing phase. And I'm going to give you a few tips, in fact, eight of them. No matter your offering, no matter the logistics, no matter all of that, no matter if you identify the gap, and it's a fantastic gap, and you have a great idea and concept, and you execute it brilliantly, if you do not do a good job marketing your offerings, you this whole thing is not going to work. This or any idea in your restaurant, marketing is... What's going to make customers come in? I have a free guide where I'll talk about 10 different steps to making any promotion successful in your restaurant. Uh, and it's a free guide. It's a free PDF. You can download. It's like a checklist. Um, it's really short. I just go over all the different places, about 10 different ways that I promote any promotion, whether it's a dish, it's an event, or say offering breakfast in terms of you know how I do it effectively to make any promotion successful. If you're interested, grab that PDF down below uh, in the description. So you know who does that very well? Uh, Chick-fil-A. A lot of times when they want it, and we have a Chick-fil-A, a very successful one in our strip center. And when they added breakfast, which is a few years ago, but every time, every now and then, they push and have a campaign to get exposure for their breakfast. And they do give loads of sandwiches, a breakfast sandwiches out for free. Um, you can look up your lo local Chick-fil-A to see when that comes up and things like that. But they give out a lot of free sandwiches and that generates a lot of traffic. And that is one thing they focus on in campaign like for the whole month or for the whole quarter. And a lot of free food is what they give. Now, if you think free food is too much for you, you can give free coffee. With the purchase of breakfast, they get a free coffee. Coffee is really low food cost, so that could be a good idea. The other one is food drops. 
I talk about this on this show all the time. In order if get people to come to your restaurant, it is important for you to go to them first. If you're just sitting at the restaurant wondering where the people are, people are at work, people are wherever they're at, right? You can take some of your food, call your local school and say that you're going to bring complimentary breakfast or complimentary coffee for all the teachers, or you have some office area, you know, we got a you know, a lot of warehouses where we uh, are located at restaurants and uh, a lot of businesses. We take free food all the time, but you can do the same thing for breakfast and you could even take free coffee, maybe free pastry. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to say no to anything free. Another simple idea to market your breakfast services is to invest about 30 to $40, depending on what you purchase from Amazon and buy a costume. I'm very pro that we're in the pizza business. We have multiple pizza costumes. It's like a Halloween costume. I'm guessing we put our, our people wear the costume and they go out by the side of the road. We have, you know, wherever your busy street is where people are passing by, you know, there are costumes that looks like eggs, bacon, they look like coffee. Just look up on Amazon um, for breakfast costumes. You can be again specific searching for bacon or whatever thing that I'm saying or taco. I don't know if you plan on serving breakfast tacos, but take advantage of that. It's pretty affordable, $30, $40. You buy that costume and you can use it over and over again whenever um, it's slow. You can get a team member to wear one of those costumes and go and stand by the side of the road. Kind of if you have a sign or whatever it is, inviting people to come in. People usually appreciate the novelty. I don't see much of that happening. So that would uh, get some attention and it always gets us sales. So hopefully it would help you as well. Another thing that you need to consider is your four walls that you have. That is your asset. You always need to be thinking about whatever you're thinking about promoting. How are you going to utilize your real estate? your walls or assigned by the register or anything like that. When people come in, the first thing they see may be one of those A signs or whatever it's called and promote that. So we did that for our lunch buffet. There was a season our lunch buffet was not very busy and our dinner was incredibly busy. So we thought about, you know, why don't we, do people even know from our dinner shift that we do offer a lunch buffet? And fair enough, a lot of people did not know about that. So maybe you have a lot of folks who come for lunch and dinner. You know, how are you going to make sure that they know all of your current customers, that they know you offer breakfast as well? So you do need to come up with a campaign as to how are you going to have some a sign or a literature or a picture of your menu or new stuff and say we offer breakfast, open for breakfast now or something like that. So you're able to make sure your current customers are aware of this new offering. Uh, you can always send the pizza costume in the dining room on a Friday night and just for them, for your people to go around the table and say, hey, did you know that, you know, we offer breakfast and blah, 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 and take pictures with the kids. That's always also well received. Facebook groups. Facebook groups are, again, uh, I talk about it a lot on this show. It's free and it has tremendous reach and engagement. It depends on your local community. We have multiple very active Facebook groups where we live. So what I mean by that is, I mean, like 23,000 people are in, you know, one Facebook group that's like a three mile radius of our restaurant. Most people are in that Facebook group, right? And not everybody's engaged, but a lot of people are. And Facebook does favor group posts uh, versus a business post. So you need to make sure to know when um, your local Facebook groups allow uh, businesses to post and take advantage of that and create some engaging maybe videos or photos you can share on your local Facebook groups and let everybody know that you serve breakfast now. And also, again, if you have that free promotion or free coffee, maybe 
six to eight on Mondays and Wednesdays or whatever thing it is, make sure to put it in there. Again, a lot of people like free food. They will come check you out. And hopefully if you were able to be memorable and provide a good service and the food is good in your ticket times, hopefully they will add you to their breakfast rotations in the mornings. The other two that I was going to tell you about in terms of marketing uh, tips is it's a no brainer and that is your email marketing and text message marketing. You know that I am obsessed with making sure that you and I as restaurant owners and managers, we maximize the opportunity of directly communicating with our customers. And there are two ways to do that. Or three, if you do mailers, which is very expensive. So I don't initially recommend you doing that is email and text message marketing. So always, whenever I have a new promotion going on, I make sure that whatever our weekly program offer is to add a section at the bottom of the email or something, maybe a cool photo or something like that, and let folks know about our offerings. Text message marketing, as you know, we're very pro that around here at Making Dough. And in fact, we serve restaurants with a text message uh, service. So if you were wondering what, how much it costs, which is incredibly affordable to add text message, um, marketing to your, um, current toolbox of marketing, let me know. And I'd be happy to help you out or answer any of your questions. But the beauty of text message marketing is what we call the just in time factor. The just in time factor is that again, our texts usually go out around dinner time around four 30 when people are thinking about, um, dinner. So same as for breakfast, if you are able to create a list of folks who, when they come in and get that free coffee, for example, right, you're like able to say, text the word coffee to the phone number four zero six nine one to receive a free coupon for a free coffee. You can again promote that on your Facebook group or in the store or wherever else it is. So you're able to gather an audience of folks who are into breakfast from you, right? So then I don't care if it's maybe 100 people, right? Maybe 100 is not that many you think, but a text message will have 98% open rate. So every time you send a text, you're going to have 98 people or who are going to see that text, right? That's pretty powerful. So if you have a specific list of folks who are into breakfast and you give them free coffee, maybe once a month, maybe once a quarter, you offer that free coffee again and around maybe 8 a.m. or 7.30, 8 a.m., you send them a text message. Again, this one, it may be early morning. That's why I think that it needs to be a custom list of folks who want to receive a text at 7.30 a.m. in the morning. All right, friends, some other final thoughts before we wrap this up. And I hope that I gave you a lot of ideas for you to ponder and consider if it is a good idea indeed to add a breakfast to your offering and, and the campaigning that you need to do for probably three months to make it a success. One of the things that I would suggest alternative to you opening for breakfast on a daily basis is to offer breakfast as a form of catering. And what I mean by that is think about, uh, again, a lot of offices near where we are, they do have um, morning breakfast meetings and things like that. And maybe they want bagels and cream cheese. And again, we're in the pizza business. However, we have a food supplier and we can buy anything we want and we can come up with the packaging or whatever, whatever it is that we want, right? You can do the same thing. And we don't turn customers down. So if they were to call us and be like, oh, I want fruit, fruit platters and this and this and that, depending on how much it is and if it will be cost effective, we usually fulfill it because we're looking to have long-term relationship with businesses around our restaurant. However, what I'm telling you is that you could come up with an offering that is like five items on the menu where it's like coffee, pastry, fruit platter, this and this and that. And as long as they give you three day notice, maybe there is a specific phone number or an email that they can contact. That's something that you can go to local uh, businesses around, take some complimentary coffee, say hello, shake some hands. 
and let them know that you offer that. A lot of medical offices, they offer a lot of breakfast meetings and stuff to their people and things like that. So that would be a good idea. You're not fully committing to adding breakfast to your menu and all of that. You're just doing breakfast as a way of catering. And average ticket ideally is gonna be much higher than breakfast and, and you know we're always pro catering. So I do think that's a good idea. Another idea that I have for you is that did you know a lot of places a lot of offices, sometimes they want to have meetings and they like to have meetings somewhere private. There are people who pay your local hotels to host a, a training. I don't know if you know that. We've done it before um, for our managers. We've hosted a training for them or something. We go to our local hotel. They have meeting rooms at the hotel for this purpose. One of the things you can do is make that available that folks can contact you. Again, this goes back into you having good relationships with the business community in your town, which I strongly recommend. That's why I always tell you, you need to go to your local chamber of commerce, you need to be involved, you need to be shaking local businesses' hands, you know, and being involved is because when they're looking for a meeting place, they could come and meet at your restaurant. Maybe it's a 10 a.m. meeting, maybe it's an 8 a.m. meeting, and they're willing to pay 100 bucks for those few hours. And if you're gonna have staff there, just have somebody to come in an hour earlier, you are yourself, they're at the store getting some work done, right? You can just open it for them uh, to do that. We hosted a network meeting at 8 a.m. at our restaurant for like two years. And they paid for it and they themselves brought the breakfast. I made coffee for them and I was part of that networking group that met at our restaurant. So um, I strongly recommend you looking into that as well. Third alternative in maximizing your dining room is, you know, instead of offering a full-blown breakfast offering is to host kids' events. We have good relationships with, I'm, do you see I sound like a broken record? We have good relationships with our local daycares. Um, I don't know, it's like local preschools and things like that. And a lot of times they look for field trips and where to take the children. For us, again, we're in the pizza business, so it works for us very well. We offer build your own pizza group events for these preschools and they come in and the kids come maybe at 9 a.m. or they come earlier and we set up for them. Um, the dining room's empty at that time anyways. And we have staff, maybe we have somebody just come a couple hours early, sets up for them, help them build their own pizza. We bake it, the kids have a good time and they leave by 11 a.m. And we've made a few hundred dollars before opening the store when we open at 11 a.m. By then, they're already gone. So think about if you could host some events with, again, maybe some kids' events uh, in your dining room before 11 a.m. and make some dough. All right, so this was a jam-packed show. I hope that it was helpful, Jackie. Again, I wish it wasn't gray, friend, but it is very gray in terms of deciding what's best for you and your operations. I wanna just make sure I give you a good idea of the logistics to consider, the research you need to do, and the marketing that it takes to make this a success. I would love to hear your thoughts on this show. And as always, I am one email away. I would love to hear from you. You can always send me an email to makingdoughshow at gmail.com. And I personally read all the comments. So I look forward to hearing from you. Until next week, let's get back to work and make some dough.